Welcome to the Doorway to Self podcast, a metaphysical container for all things mental health, all things human, and all things psychic. Because if you're human, you're psychic. Through the power of story, the gift of psychoeducation, and shared research of the human experience, we will delve into all things metaphysics to help bring to light the truth of your being. If you're on the journey home to your golden self, this is the podcast for you. Here we go. This is the Mental Health Revolution with Rachel Leah Gerson of Doorway to Self. Hello and welcome back to the Doorway to Self podcast. My name is Rachel Leah Gerson. I am your host and the owner of Doorway to Self LLC where I combine counseling techniques with psychic education to help you to better know yourself and cultivate your inner gold. Mm, It is so wonderful to be here with you in this brand new year. So excited to be back in this capacity, uh, in this capacity also referring to the fact that I just received my limited licensure as a practicing counselor. So I am really, really thrilled about that and want to take a moment to thank all of you who have been messaging me and emailing me and whatever else to congratulate me. So many of you have been with me on this road since I began my master's program four years ago, and I am just so, so thankful to you for sticking this out with me. Uh, And to those of you who are new, welcome. I'm so, so glad to know you in this new capacity with letters after my name. My goodness, (laughs) it is time. I have been verified. So here we are. Here we grow. Anyways. Welcome to 2021, y'all. This is really exciting. Some really, really beautiful energy coming in this year. This, this is the year of movement. This is the year of movement. Last year, 2020, was the year of building foundations. And of course, we have to disrupt structures oftentimes to rebuild them. Because you can't build a sturdy foundation under a house that's rotting, that has a rotting foundation. You have to tear the house down first. And that's where we are now. Now, we're, now we've got movement, you guys. Now we've got movement and we are moving into beginning to rebuild these structures from the bottom up. And that looks like every single structure you can imagine. This is personal This is individual. This is collective. This is both individual and collective. We have torn down our structures. We are now working to begin building, rebuilding foundations that are sturdier and stronger and more aligned, more aligned with this beautiful beautiful new earth that we know is coming our way. We are beginning to enter into the age of Aquarius. We saw that starting to happen on the 21st of December. Here we are. We're moving into this. We're really moving into this. And I know it may not feel that way right now because there is still so much destruction going on. 
but that destruction is bringing us towards more peace. It is. Sometimes we have to take six steps backwards in order to move a step forwards in the right direction. And that brings us to this idea of cultivating peace. I think so many people are just so fed up, and probably you listening to this, I know I am, with the drama. Fed up with the drama, the political drama, the societal drama, the drama that we create in our own individual uh, selves and outwards towards our close friends and family. And, you know, likewise, right back. We're done. We don't want to deal with it anymore. There's no place for it anymore. There is no place for it anymore. It is time for us to rise up and start greeting each other with peace. Now, when I say that, I'm not talking about some hippy-dippy BS. I'm not talking about like, oh, everything is love and peace and beauty. Like, No, it's not about that. I'm talking about doing the deep, hard, actual work, the actual shadow work that we need to do. And that's what peace looks like, you guys. Peace looks like doing the hard work on ourselves, being actually honest with ourselves so that we can then relate to ourselves and each other from a level of peace. And so I want to talk to you about the three main things that we each need to focus on to be able to cultivate peace. We have to understand that cultivating peace happens from the inside out. This isn't just, oh, hey, you know, let's raise a white flag and now everybody is happy, go lucky. And this isn't about let's write a speech and now everybody can come together. No, it's about when we each cultivate peace within ourselves, we can then cultivate peace within the collective. As within, so without. As without, so within. We are all reflections for each other. And as each of us as individuals begins to step up and start doing the work on ourselves, as I know you are because you're listening to this podcast, that's when the peace begins to happen. On my podcast episode with my guest, AJ Weitzler, that I put out a month or so ago, he said, we are only as healthy as our sickest link or something to that effect. I'm really not quoting him directly, but something to that effect. We are only as healthy as our sickest link. Right now we are taking away the sickness. That's what we're doing. So three ways to cultivate peace within and therefore without. Inner child work, grace, and equanimity. Through those three things, we can then find unity So I'm going to walk you through these things. Inner child work. Now, this is something that some of you guys listening to this, you might be like, what? What does inner child work really have to do with peace? I don't understand that at all. All right. So let's talk about this. When we do inner child work, and when I say inner child work, I mean going back to those times in our lives that were both beautiful And also difficult, right? Going back to those moments in childhood where you really felt so disturbed, 
you felt like you were being told not to be yourself. You felt like you were being told that you were not good enough or not worthy enough or too much or whatever it was. Going back to those times and really digging into them. Why was that the case? Why were people telling you that? And how did that affect you? And how are you carrying that forward into your everyday life? Those wounds, not to mention traumas. Those are traumatic moments. And we also have to look at some more uh, overt traumatic moments as well. If you were any witness to violence or abuse, or if you yourself suffered violence or abuse, those are things to look at as well. And probably in the comfort and safety of a room of a professional or a Zoom space of a professional these days. And if that is something you're looking for help with, I am very, very happy to be here to hold space for you. So you're more than welcome to check out the link in the show notes and book a session with me if you'd like. But regardless, we have to begin looking at those wounds, at those traumas. We have to begin looking at that. Because it gives us a deeper understanding of where our own deficits came from. We have to understand that we, as individuals, are molded, were molded from wounds. We, as individuals, were molded from wounds. We came into this world as light. We came into this world as angelic beings here to bring peace, here to bring love. We came into this world. Yes, you. I am talking about you. You came into this world as love. And then you were molded and shaped by all of the wounds that you incurred in your life and all of the ways that you developed all of the coping skills whether ill or not, that you developed to keep yourself safe in light of those wounds that you incurred. You developed these skills. And now it is time for you, for me, for all of us, if you haven't already been doing this, It is time to begin looking at those wounds and at the skills, the poor coping skills that we have developed in light of those wounds. And then say, oh, oh my goodness, this is why I react this way. This is why I get super angry on the drop of a dime or this is why I manipulate other people or this is why I gossip and put the attention off of me so that it can be on somebody else or this is why this is why this is why this is why when we learn why we do things in a poor manner it can help us to then break down those coping skills the poor coping skills that we have developed so that we can then put new coping skills that are healthy and positive and peaceful in their place So that's part one of this inner child work, going within, getting this deeper understanding of where our deficits came from so that we can understand the wounds from which we were molded. 
And then we can also understand that everybody around us is a mirror. Everybody around us is a mirror for our deficits, for the way in which we approach things in unhealthy ways. Anybody who brings out your anger, guess what? They're a tool. They're a tool. And I don't mean that in the way of like, oh, they're a tool. I mean that in the way of they are legitimately a helpful tool for you to be able to work with. To say, oh my gosh, why did that person bring out my anger? Why did that person bring out my manipulative side? Why did that person bring out, bring out, bring out, bring out, bring out? Why did they bring that out in me? It's not, oh, look what you made me do. No, it's look what you brought out in me. Thank you for bringing this out in me. I am grateful to you for bringing this out in me so that a spotlight can be shown on it. So that I can see it, so that I can work through it. And then we can also begin to understand from that space that guess what? This isn't just us. This is also the same thing in everyone else. I am also, you are also a mirror for everyone in your life. When they all of a sudden get really angry on the drop of a dime in an unhealthy way, when they all of a sudden begin to act in contempt, when they all of a sudden begin to talk about you behind your back when they all of a sudden you know whatever it is whatever it is and of course I'm choosing some petty things but I think they're things that most people have dealt with in their lifetimes when people begin to act in certain ways that are unhealthy we can then also as we are doing our own work begin to look at them and say okay I don't like what they're doing. I don't condone what they're doing, but I can see it through the lens of compassion. I can begin to wonder, are they doing this because it's a poor coping mechanism that they learned that they are utilizing to help themselves to feel safe in the face of a moment where their wounds are being brought back up. Something is triggering those wounds subconsciously or perhaps even consciously and this is the only way that they know how to protect themselves this is the only way that they know how to be seen how to feel seen or heard or safe or whatever it is that they're trying to do in that moment with those poor coping skills When we begin to look at ourselves, work on ourselves, work on our inner child, we can also then begin to look around and see everybody else as a child. That's all we are. We're all wounded children walking this earth, looking for a way to heal back to the love that we are. That's what this is. That's what this is. Which then brings in the next part of this inner child work. As we explore, I said before, we're looking at both the beautiful parts and the ugly parts of this. 
What I just spoke to was the ugly parts. Now we can look. We can begin to look at the beautiful parts. And the beautiful parts are when we can find those moments from our inner childhood, or excuse me, from our childhood, that remind us of the love that we are, that remind us of our actual essence. What is your personal energy? What is your personal frequency, vibration? Who are you? And you can begin to uncover those things as well when you begin to do your inner child work. And guess what? Guess what? Then we can also use the same tools. Seeing ourselves in others, seeing others in ourselves, we are all mirrors for each other. That person, that person is doing something or saying something that is bringing out my essence. Where can I find places in myself that I can do that for myself on a regular basis? Or, oh, hey, wow, that person is really acting with some poor coping skills right now. They are acting out. They are being a brat. They are being a child who is trying to keep themselves safe. And where is their light under that? Where, where can we see them for the love that they are? It gives us more perspective. Which then brings us to grace. As we do our inner child work, we can begin to have more grace for ourselves and for others. Now, grace is not the same thing as condoning poor behavior. Grace is the ability to say, okay, I see that behavior in myself, or I see that behavior in someone close to me, or I see that behavior in political figures, or I see that behavior in, 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 in. I do not condone that behavior. I'm going to potentially even set a boundary and say, this is unacceptable. Please figure out a different way. You can even stick a consequence on that. This is unacceptable. And if you continue to behave this way, I will no longer interact with you. But then we can also have grace. Upon setting those boundaries, we can also say, but I also have compassion for you. I also have empathy for you. I also have sympathy for you. I can also understand where you're coming from, maybe. Because now I understand that the only reason you are acting this way is because you are hurt. And how does the saying go, my friends? Hurt people hurt people. It's as simple as that. Hurt people hurt people. And when we can look at somebody who's hurting us or hurting other people and say, I don't condone this, but I understand that you are doing it because you are hurt. And I've actually flat out said that to people in my life. You know what? This is unacceptable. And I don't condone it. And I want you to know that I understand you are doing this. You are behaving in this way because you are a hurt person. 
And I hope that you can find the healing and solace that you need to begin to heal that hurt. Try it. Try it. <laughs> Try doing it. It sounds really scary. It is really scary in the moment. You might actually even feel like a bad guy in the moment. But seriously, it's the thing that flips everything on its head. When we can remember that we are mirrors for everybody, we can begin to utilize ourselves as tools for others as well. I'm not saying that to feed the ego. I'm not saying woe is you, right? You, you are the most powerful person in the world. What I'm saying is that you do have a power, just like everybody else has a power. You do have a power to utilize your ability to reflect for other people and, tr- and speak truth. Tell them the truth. Tell them what they need to hear. Tell them what they need to hear. And to the opposite side of that coin, accept accept constructive criticism from others. See it as a tool. Don't see it as something that's attacking you. And of course, you can use your own discernment and say, okay, you know what? That person's a little bit off their rocker or that person is, um, you know, putting their own projections onto me or, you know, whatever it is. You can still use your discernment. Not everybody who has constructive criticism to deliver your way is going to be, um, you know, in, in the actual truth. But discernment means taking all things into account. Right? Okay. So we do our inner child work. We're able to develop grace. And from those two spaces, we are then able to potentially develop equanimity. I had four words come into me for 2020 that guided me through word guides, I call them. And the first two were grace and equanimity. And I only was able to find equanimity through working with grace. So I don't know if that tells you anything. Now, I did not know what equanimity was when the word came in. I had no idea. I was like, what is this? What is this thing? And so I looked it up. And equanimity is one of the most powerful lessons that I personally have learned in my entire life. So I'm going to define it for you. Basically, equanimity is the ability to see things from a detached but deeply empathetic point of view. It is the ability to feel things deeply and connectively without feeling them in an emotional or personal way. In other words, it's being able to view a situation from a bird's eye view completely detached whilst also remaining invested but not remaining emotionally invested because that would bring attachment to it. So it basically allows us to see things from a perspective 
where we're getting a more global point of view rather than things being so personal. Which, guess what? Gives us more grace. It gives us more grace. Because we're not attached. We're not attached to any outcome. We're not attached to how we are being affected directly. And we have to be careful with this, not to spiritually bypass. We have to be careful with this, that we're not saying, oh, uh, you know, it's okay that you spit on me because I'm being equanimous and <laughs> I understand that you spitting on me is for, you know, my, the, the, my personal growth or something like that. No, we can look at it and say, um, all right, please do not spit on me. But I'm not going to get, you know, overreactive or activated at all by this. I'm not going to allow myself to be activated by this because this is about you. This is not about me. This is about you. So let's take a look at that. Why did you just spit on me? It allows us to come at things from such a peaceful place. Because we're able to then just look at people as people and their actions as choices. And we can then challenge them on those choices. When we come from a peaceful place, our mirrors, ourselves as mirrors, are therefore that much more reflective for the other person. People are looking to get a rise out of us. People are looking to activate other people in an evil way. In a contemptuous way. In a way that satisfies them because they are stirring up the drama. It gives them power. It gives them control to know that they are able to activate you. And when you then don't become activated by them, they all of a sudden lose control. They no longer have control over you because you have control over yourself. Now, I'm not saying don't get angry. Anger is an incredibly valid and necessary emotion. I'm saying feel your anger and just allow yourself to feel it. Don't react. Don't allow your anger to be a reason for you to react at least not in the moment and not in a way that is destructive or dramatic or unnecessary there's no reason for it unless you want to stir the pot there's no reason for it unless you're looking for ill-informed entertainment i.e. a distraction this is the only reason we create drama is to distract ourselves from the work we have to do personally, which guess what? Circles right back around to that need for inner child work. Part of the reason we create drama, part of the reason we have 
immediate reactions, part of the reason we act in ill ways towards ourselves and each other is because it's a distraction. We don't want to have to face our inner child. We don't want to have to face our wounds. They hurt. It's painful work to do. It's painful. But we have to weigh out the risks. Is it more painful to put in the work and then have peace on the other side? Or is it more painful to continue to ignore and skirt around our wounds and allow them to continue to affect our daily lives, all of the people around us, and ourselves? Weigh out the risks. All right, so we did inner child work, which brought us to grace, which brought us to equanimity. And those three things alone, you will see, if you choose to put any of this into practice, will bring infinite amounts of peace into your life. And guess what? Energy flows with the path of least resistance. If you are approaching yourself and others from a place of peace, you're going to begin to call in others who are also approaching themselves and others from a place of peace, which means, which means one of two things. Either the people in your life are going to begin to do their own work as well. You are going to inspire others by doing your own work. It's going to force change. When you change, other people change around you. I think I've, I've told this story on a podcast before. I can't remember, but towards the end of the year, oh, you know what? It was on the, it was on the IGTV. That's what it was. So you can check that out at Doorway to Self on Instagram. Um, I did an IGTV about this video or about the story um, where I was walking through the Arboretum in Ann Arbor and I ran into this old gentleman um, who was just so, so sweet and started telling me all of these stories about the Ann Arbor woods. And one of the things he said to me really, really stuck with me, which was nature is completely still until there's movement. Movement begets movement is what I took away from that conversation. Movement begets movement. When we begin to move, when we begin to change, it forces movement and change from others as well. And here we are. We're in a five year. We're in 2021. 2021 is the year of movement. That's what the numerological symbolism of five is. It's movement. It's journeying. It's change. It's adventure. It's rapid movement. When we move within ourselves, we can help others to move in, in themselves as well. And then society as a whole begins to shift and change and move. And you can check out more about that in my article, doorwaytoself.com slash blog. I did an entire article on the energy of 2021, including important astrological events, numerological events, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth, and how all of those are going to be adding to the energy of this year, really creating change, really bringing peace 
or the potential for peace, the, the new earth, this age of Aquarius ushering in. And if you want more specific dates, I also created a downloadable calendar that you can also receive on my website by clicking the shop tab as well. There's also a link in the article too to be able to purchase that. But seriously, you guys, we are moving into this new space and time. This is really, really incredible. It's an incredible moment in history that we are witnessing because we are the change. We are the change. The saying goes, be the change you wish to see in the world. We are you. (laughs) You are the change. And you have the choice to be the change. You're already choosing that by listening to this podcast, by sharing this podcast with your friends and family. You are already choosing to be the change by doing some of the work or all of the work. By helping others, by being a mirror for them as you do the work, as you shift yourself, as you change yourself, you are forcing that change in others. Which brings us to, I said, one of two things could happen. One, you inspire others around you to change and they begin to do the work and they grow with you. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. The other is that perhaps it's too much for them. They can't handle it. They want to continue to remain ignorant, and so they are going to fall away. And that's okay. It's okay to let go of relationships that are not serving us, and I know it's painful. I know it's painful. Which brings us to soul family. When we begin to do the work, And we have one of those two occurrences. Either the people in our lives grow and change with us or we lose them. Whether forever or for a short period of time, we then can come into unity with one another. Unity is peace. By doing the work on ourselves we are able to call in our soul family members. Likes attract likes. So where we might be losing people in our lives who aren't changing or who maybe had more karmic implications for us rather than soulmate energy for us, and I mean soulmate in the term of blanket statement soulmate, could be your mother, could be your brother, could be your cousin, could be your friend, co-worker, whatever. When we lose people in our lives who are not willing to change, they might not have been soul family for us. They might have been a lesson, a mirror for that specific point in time. And now that space is opened for new members to come in to say, yes, we attracted each other. This is great. And 2021 has a lot of that, you guys. 2021 has a lot of that energy where we're able to attract the people into our lives who are meant to be with us in this lifetime. Who we're able to have fun with and laugh with and and who are able to see us as love. 
who are able to see us as the love that we came into this world as. Remember I talked about this inner child work. Remember I talked about there are two facets of this. There's the deep, tough stuff, and then there's also the beautiful stuff. We are now in a position in time where energetically we are able to call the people into our lives who are able to reflect back the beautiful parts of our inner child, the love that we came in and the light we came in as, the angels we came in as. Soul family is here. Soul family is here. And this 2021 year, and especially 2022, oh my gosh, literally, you guys, 2021 is a preparation for next year. This is what I've gathered ener energetically. 2021 is a preparation for next year because next year is all about love. Next year, 2022, is all about everybody coming together in love. Literally, the energy is huge, but we need the movement of this year and we needed the destruction and rebuilding of last year in order to come into that space of love. There's no way we would have been able to do it. There's no way we still would be able to do it. And that's not to say that, oh, we can't be in love. We can't be loving. We can't be love until 2022. No, what I'm saying is now is the time to start. If you weren't already, if you weren't already doing that last year, if you weren't already doing that in your entire life, now is the time to start. We don't think about the fact that, I mean, I bring this up all the time, right? Oh, okay, and this is also another reason why it's important, if you haven't already, to take a peek at the article on my blog and even download the calendar if you want to take it a step further. This is why this is important. Because we think about, oh yeah, you know, this, let's take the December 21st event, for instance, right? That was a huge astrological event. So many people look at that as like, oh yeah, okay, well, Saturn and Jupiter are converging in the sky at this exact time on December 21st, 2020, and you know, that's it, that's the event, and this astrological event is affecting us for this day. Some people have expanded to be like, oh yeah, it affects us the week before and the week after. No, you guys, this energy is integrating. It's integrative energy. It doesn't just like show up and then go away. <laughs> It's not how things work. You didn't like, you know, it's, it's the same thing in your life, right? Like you didn't just like, uh, I don't know, go to the first grade and then all of a sudden because the first grade was done, it disappears from your life. No, it affects you your entire life. Like you had the first grade. And what did you learn in, this, in the first grade? I don't know. Let's say you started learning some, I don't remember what math we learned in first grade. Let's say you start learning some times tables in the first grade, right? You're not then all of a sudden, like you needed those times tables in order to be able to, to begin to learn long division. We need those foundational moments. Every single moment in astrology, every single moment in numerology, every single moment in our daily lives is a foundation upon which we can build. What happened on December 21st, 2020, when Jupiter and Saturn met in the sky, it was a foundation of energy that we are now building upon. And in February, that energy is going to get even stronger because we have all of these planets moving into Aquarius. 
It's incredible, incredible energy. And that's why we have to continue to look at this moving forward. Everything is an integration. It's not just like, oh, here's this moment in time, now it's gone. It's influencing us still. Everything we do influences us. Everything we were, everything we will become, it is all influencing us in this very moment. And so now you have the choice to make. Are you going to do your work? Are you going to immerse yourself in the tough stuff right now so that you can reap the benefits later for what you're sowing now? And, of course, if you want some help with that integration, with coming into union with yourself and with your soul family and with the collective. I did a vocal sound healing for that on December 21st and you can find the link for that. It's just a YouTube link in the show notes. And I created a potion during that sound healing that you can purchase to help you with that medicine for this integration. And that's available for pre-order until the 12th for almost half off. So that's a thing. If you need some extra assistance, that's a thing that's available to you. And like I said, of course, I'm, I'm here for one-on-one support as well. And there's the door openers too. So if you're looking for a support group, specifically looking to come into unity with soul family, that's also an option for you. And like I said, I will include all of the links to this in the show notes. Anyways, recap. Cultivating peace in 2021 and beyond. Here's what we have to do. Inner child work. Understanding ourselves. Understanding our own woundings and how they have affected us, how they have forced us to create ill coping mechanisms, and then being able to work through those wounds and begin to replace some of those ill coping mechanisms with healthy coping mechanisms. And also being able to come back into touch with the love that we are, the love that we came into this world as. And then seeing everybody else as a mirror and ourselves as mirrors for others. Through that, gaining grace and having grace for ourselves and others through this experience and beyond. And through that grace, then being able to have equanimity, seeing everything from a lens of a more global perspective, from a place that is not emotionally invested, but energetically invested. Which then calls in soul family, which is unity. Unity within, unity without, as within, so without, as without, so within. And then, through that unity, within and without, we have peace. We have peace. 
So I'm going to end this episode with an affirmation for you guys. Through doing my own personal work, I am the change that creates peace in the world. Through doing my own personal work, I am the change that creates peace in the world. I'm going to leave you guys with that. Have an absolutely incredible 2021. Take care of yourself. Know that you are loved and you are love. Much love. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning into the Doorway to Self podcast, for helping to spread psychic education, and for being a part of the mental health revolution. I hope you have received exactly what you needed today for your personal growth, understanding, and healing. For more information on upcoming workshops, retreats, and online events, please go to doorwaytoself.com. Thank you, and have a beautiful rest of your day.